After a nice long holiday break, Rad Radio has one thing to say. When is our next vacation? And now back to the mediocrity that is Rob, anybody, and Dawn. Got a few emails, RAD at radradio.com. Unfortunately, the first one is from a Brian. Hi, Brian. Yes, we've spent over an hour debating whether or not a tennis ball is yellow or green. Yellow. Green. 60% of people in the survey say yellow, but 40% say Kyle's right. It's green. (laughs) Brian says, I want to thank you for this segment about the color of tennis balls, as this has been one of the biggest arguments my wife and I have had in our 30 years of knowing each other. Wow, must be nice. I am firmly in the yellow camp, and she is adamantly in the green camp. What? No, girl, what is up? Turns out this has to do with the ratio of rods and cones in our eyes. There is an exhibit at the Exploratorium in San Francisco about this very subject, about how our eyes see colors differently, a much subdued version of how our dogs see colors, or how some people think cilantro tastes like soap. Yeah. Oh, I love cilantro. Weird people. I do not get soap at all. Kyle, do you think cilantro is soap? No, I love cilantro, Mm. but my girlfriend and my sister both think it tastes like soap and refuse to eat it. Yeah. I I, I just met somebody like 10 years ago. The first time I was like, what? It's soap, but it's like a very common thing. Man, we used to go to the Exploratorium all the time when the kiddos in our life were little. They loved it. And I missed that display. There's so many cool things like that. could be new. Oh, that's true. It could be. (laughs) So I, I did test this theory out. If you chew on cilantro just by itself and really get it in the back of your mouth, like the back of your taste buds on your tongue, you can get a little hint of soap, but not enough to bother me. No, no. But is that because you're you're doing that on yeah. purpose See, to, maybe. to try to prove to it yourself could be that it... a placebo effect like you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, I love cilantro. Uh, this is from Phil. Hey, Phil. Says, if it makes you feel any better, I have to agree with Rob and Dawn. It's yellow. I see green, but I have been diagnosed as partially colorblind and know that I don't see it correctly. I didn't realize I was until my early 20s. I have always wondered why people would insist that my clothes didn't look good together. (laughs) Since then, it has always been embarrassing to need people to go shopping with you or to perfect strangers to help with clothes because you can't pick out the colors yourself. Also, just an FYI, I moved to Reno from Oklahoma as I am the guy that wrote the email asking about words that were hard to pronounce, and oh. apparently I am special and left off that vital piece of information. <laughs> it was still a fun little conversation. So back before we had the technology to test for, like, colorblindness or and this, these exceptional cones that people have, were people, like, burned at the stake like witches when they didn't see the same yeah. colors as other people? <laughs> Meg wrote in. Shut up, Meg. Dawn said that women in the relationship have color identification supremacy. My partner and I are in a lesbian relationship and have this battle about a wall in our house. I will die on the hill that the wall is brown, but she swears it's gray. So who would be right? Exactly. Oh, my God. What do you do in that situation? Paint your walls. Who leads when you dance? Yeah, who is? There's always always one that leads a little bit more in any relationship. Who's dominant? Who wears the pants? Right. (laughs) Who's pegging who? Come on. I think they should just get the walls changed. Why do you have gray or brown? I guess... Gray's not bad. No, gray's not bad at all. It's not my thing, but I've seen it in other people's homes, and, mm-hmm. and it can look good. Brown, oh, browns can be great. I mean, like, even a dark brown. I can't tell, though. It's probably ugly. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. Wait, who can't <laughs> tell? Just anybody? They can't agree on it is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, like, yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Here's a couple of interesting, uh, <laughs> um, um, what's the word? Analyses of the show. Alan says, what's up with Brandon today? What? Nazi mothers and death-rattling roadkill. Somebody seems to be in a dark place. 
I'm in a great Are you in a dark place, place Brando? No, it's I'm in a great place. He's making it funny. It's not. Yeah, like I'm not be, hurting anybody. Right? If, it, if you I? were in a dark no. place, it would be like that mean, biting humor that's yeah. not fear. It's been funny and I, it's unexpected. It's just more. I think oh. out of your character, you're a little more nicer and sensitive, and then you bring up roadkill and animals twitching, and it's just kind of like a left turn. Life's about balance, man. Wait a minute, and that sounded wrong. On, that did not sound right on my part. I'm all. It sounded funny, and that's unexpected. <laughs> I meant the biting funny. And then Logan says, uh, today seems like a day you wouldn't want to piss off Rob. Nope. Get a clue, Bob. Don't poke the bear. What? Get a clue, Bob. Who's Bob? Don't poke the bear. Well, Who's Bob? Bob was the guy who wrote in about oh. the throwaway show. Oh. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Yes, very good. <laughs> yes, it's a throwaway show. Oh, my God. Kyle in the background so funny. He's like, no, it's not a day. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> we worked out our issues. We did. I, That's I why still we love laugh. and respect you as a boss. <laughs> and I still deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the nicest thing you've ever said. Oh, man. How sad is that? All right, we got this email from Jen. This one's easy. Uh, she says, uh, my husband and I are sitting here watching our reality shows. We happened to be watching with the closed captions on, and one of the guys said something about being a deep-seated issue. The closed caption said deep-seated. I literally had to pause the show and ask my husband, wait a second, is it deep-seated, with a D, or deep-seated, like you're sitting down? It's deep-seated, with a D, because it's rooted so deeply that it's a problem that that it won't budge basically a seat that's, that's deep seated like you're sitting down that doesn't make any sense seated even a word i really wish i could think of my i wish i wish i would have wrote the examples down i have noticed numerous times on closed captioning where they get what the person saying is wrong it's just their inflection and so they'll just assume that's the word they're saying and you're like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. You got you got the word wrong on closed caption. So, Brandon, you're going with seated? Uh, that's my vote. Yeah, seated. Yep. What? Seated? No way. Deep seated is no. the correct term because deep seated means firmly established as in deep seated oh. resentment. But it also has an earlier literal meaning of situated far below the surface. It is from that meaning that the figurative use of the word developed, it is sometimes mistaken for deep sea did. The confusion between sea tid and sea did is easy enough to understand. They have nearly identical pronunciations, but to seed means to put seeds into the ground. Seed has another meaning that encourages some confusion to rank a contestant, like if you're like the number one seed mm -hmm. in the NFL, yeah. that kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. Whereas, uh, like, like as in tournament seating, but it is supposed yeah. to be seated. I don't like it. Yeah. If I'm gonna say I got an, a deep, I'm gonna say I got a deep seated issue. I'm not gonna say I have a deep seated issue. I'm just gonna kind of like wow. gloss over it and pronounce it in both ways, deep suited, <laughs> and not get into the conversation. Uh, Steven says if you chop cilantro too much, this is back to cilantro tasting like soap. 
If you chop cilantro too much or too finely, it does start to taste like soap. No, it doesn't. It does for you, Stephen. I'm glad it does. Or I'm not glad it does. Uh, that's why at restaurants, they are never going to use finely chopped cilantro. What are you talking about? What? I learned this from working at a restaurant for years and going to culinary school. Well, you went to the worst school ever, and you worked at the worst restaurants ever. Hmm. Okay, I have a question, though. What the hell is he talking I, about? I don't know, because I've, cho- I've chopped it pretty thin. So and long. restaurants chop it very yeah. thin? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sprinkle Mexican it restaurants chop it very thin. What the hell? But hmm. the question I have is, how do y'all, this is a side street to it since cilantro got brought up again. You know, all the stems. I don't like them. What do you do? Do you just chop them with it? Uh, or do you have a special way of, like, getting those leaves off? So when I'm lazy, I, I just leave the stems in. It doesn't bother me. But yeah. if you really want to get the stems out, you you pinch your finger at the base of the stem, and then you pull up, and you, you basically slide your finger up the stem, leaving the leaves. Pull, they're pulling. You're pulling off the leaves, essentially. So you're just, like, kind of squeezing it off, leaving a bare stem. I, I, I must not be doing it right because I've tried that. <laughs> Honestly, they not come off. I end up pulling what? it. I end up pulling it. Right, You're like being too rough. Probably. Stop it. Yeah. Your poor husband. Gentle. I mean, <laughs> my God. That grit blisters. No kidding. Is he like chafed? <laughs> Evan wrote in. I don't know what this email means. Oh man. So okay. So so the the bear, right? The, the show. show, right? Okay. Because he writes in, he says, speaking of poking the bear, and he puts it in quotes. So I'm assuming he's alluding to the TV show. Mm-hmm. He said, well, on Hulu, this is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeremy Allen White. Yep. Yeah. Uh, says, my wife and I are finally watching it. Okay. Yeah, I started to, too. But to, just- too? You're doing ballet? <laughs> says, we watched the Christmas dinner. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the one, this is the thing that we, that Brandon and I kept scaring dawn off with yeah very i haven't got there yet i'm just on episode one we watched the of season one <laughs> wow oh for i haven't and even I, seen it and i'm only like 15 minutes in and you stopped well here's why i stopped i realized this is probably a show you really want to sit and watch yes yes and i and i had it on when i was just at the desk doing work at home or in the kitchen doing stuff and i was like mm, i might be i need to turn it off now we watched the Christmas dinner episode last night. It was so good and horrible. Also, I was uncomfortable the whole time. What an amazing show. Yes, exactly. Uh. Yes, the, the Christmas dinner episode, which is by far stereotypical Italian toxic uh, Christmas dinner or super. holiday dinner. Oh, lovely. It is. It's very uncomfortable, but it's also hysterical. Can you fast forward through it and still get the gist of the show? You, no. You got to soak it all in because <laughs> it really, the, the ending of that episode really drives it home. Oh, man. Uh, Donovan says, I saw this cilantro hack. You put the stem, you pull the stem through a cheese grater and it oh. takes off all the leaves. Okay. Oh. oh, I love those hack. I love me a hack. Okay. I I, oh, I, I don't know. Okay. I love a kitchen hack. I don't know why it's so hard to just pull the leaves off, but. That's extra dishes now. And I love those things where you end up saying, I learned this now. Oh my God. Like, hollow. I was today years old when yes. I found this out. Yeah. So many of those hacks. You're like, what the hell? Greg wrote in and said, hey, Rob, I have to agree and point out that Brandon has an edge and fire today. (laughs) Tell him to remember this edge and channel it when he does bad radio. The fact him and his lady have an argument about the color of a blanket and all of a sudden it mysteriously disappears. She might want to be careful about what else she disagrees with him about. Yeah. All right. Where's the cat? (laughs) What cat? (laughs) What? What do you say mysteriously? To uh, this is from Cody. <laughs> says, I think you should do an hour segment of just clarifying different saving, sayings rather 
for instance, I always thought it was taking for granite. Apparently, it's granted. Yes, yes, it's granted. I mean, if we can talk about a tennis ball for two hours, I think it has potential. Yes, it's taking things for granted. Mackenzie says, I love that we can come up with reasons that make sense even though we're wrong. I was with Brandon, and his description of deep-seated being deeply rooted makes sense. Same with taken for granted and taken for granite. I've heard it explained that taken for granted is right because you shouldn't take things as being set in stone when they might not be, and a person's point being moot. Who says moot? (laughs) A point being mute makes way more sense. Yeah, I think the whole deep-seated, deep-seated thing might have been like a bad game of telephone throughout the years, and then it just finally landed on the, the, uh, the, 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 the dictionary's desk and said, you know what? Fine, we'll just yeah. do deep seated. And when have you ever been deep seated besides being in a beanbag chair? Like yeah. the whole seated thing Brandon was it, explaining right. makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Seated. Andrea says, Rob, I hope you can explain this better than I can. If you grab a corander, as in a strainer, that's a colander, not a corander, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. So well. I'll start there. Yep. With the holes, you can put the so back to cilantro. Oh, oh. No, good. Yes, I love this. I don't have to work my hands. Put it through the holes. You can, yes, you, yes, but it's a colander, not a corander. Right, yes. <laughs> you can put the stem in the hole and drag it through the hole, and at the end, the wall of the, oh my God, she writes it again, corander, will gently remove the cilantro leaves off of the stem, leaving the cilantro leaves while in the corander as you pull them through the I hole. I love this. Yeah. Oh my God, I was going to make salsa today. I'm doing it. See, you don't have to like buy any hack for this. You can use a corander or you can use like a cheese grater. Just pull it through one of the holes in a cheese grater. Well, that's the great thing about, yeah, you know, or you can just use your goddamn hands. Yes, but some people have too big part of a grip, like Dawn. Right, yeah. Well, I thought you had to do it like fast and like, no. Right? But it's gentle. Jennifer emailed in, R-A-D at radradio.com, says, My mom, mother-in-law, and I agree. Cilantro is fine, but mixed greens taste like soap to us. What? My mother-in-law even calls them weeds. What exactly are mixed greens? So just like a mixed green salad where you get like the... the, Spinach. The spinach and the the spiky stuff. The red leafy stuff. Uh, It it tastes bitter. That spiky stuff sometimes can be questionable. I love the spiky stuff. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like, "Mm, yeah, did Mm -hmm. it get washed with Dawn dishwashing soap? Yeah. It does have a bitter taste to it. I know what you're talking about. Especially when you get more towards the thicker part of the leaf. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. (sighs) It, It does depend. Member Maggot Adam wrote in, said, this is an interesting topic. Which one? We're on 17 different topics at this point. He's on seated versus seated. I bet that would be a fun quiz to figure out which phrasing of common sayings is correct. My favorite is the history behind, have your cake and eat it too, as it was completely bastardized into that phrasing. The original phrasing is from a love song from the 50s where the artist sings, have you Kate and Edith too, as he was trying to get his friend's date as well as his. What are you talking about? I I don't know, but some history isn't fun. You know, some some things I don't care that they got changed. They just sound right now. And they're always interpreted different throughout history. Right. Because it might mean one thing back in 1800 A.D. (laughs) or B.C., as I was trying to say. 
than it does today. You yeah. know, like there's yes. always sayings that take on different meaning throughout the years. And a lot of times when they get to the true meaning of it or why it was, it's not interesting. Exactly. <laughs> All I know is I want cake now. Oh. Well, you can't have it. Like a cheesecake, maybe. Right. You can't have it unless you're singing the 1950s song or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> So, a quick Google yeah. uh, brings us to the 1500s, where this is really boring. See? The original reasons are usually boring. John Davies' Scourge of Folly of 1611 uses the phrase, a man cannot eat his cake and have it still. So it has nothing to do with some goddamn song. Oh. Maybe someone sang about it in the 1950s. I'm sure they did. I have no time. Let's see. This is from Melissa. Brandon said the ending of the Bear Christmas episode, quote, really drove it home. Well done, Brandon. Hilarious. Yes, if you've seen the episode, you got the pun. Yeah, I didn't even plan on that. Really worked out. (laughs) Where is this? I'm sorry. Did you guys say that? Season two. Yes, midway. Oh, Oh, good. Jason sent in a racial email. Thank you for that. Uh, Towards Asians. That's neat. Whoa. Uh, oh, go to hell, Stephen. Jesus. I, I I love people that feel like they have to justify themselves based on, oh, well, I went to this prestigious academy. That doesn't mean that you were educated properly. Yep. God damn it. They had bad teachers there. Your information was wrong. I'm sorry that you got a bad education on that particular subject, Stephen, from your esteemed academy. My favorite is when on my baking shows, you'll have people like that. Oh, they went to this culinary baking school, and the home baker beats them. It's <laughs> yep. the best. They, they are like, they don't even know how to respond. Oh, All that's right. great. Let's see what's next here in these stupid, uh, someone pulled 10,000 Americans, blah, blah, blah. Questions are supposed to make you think, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Brandon. Yes. Well, this is stupid. Hold on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Why did... What? You chose it. I know, and I don't know why. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> stupid. Nope. Absolutely stupid. Oh, Trash pile. No reason for that. Well, All you right. might like it another day. Yeah, it's in the garbage. <laughs> right. No, we're not debating that. Okay. This uh, is from... These are literally, like, this one, this email is from August 10th of 2023. That's how long I've had this. Damn. So I have to revisit it very quickly. Hope it's not important. <laughs> no. No, it's idiotic. Uh, is that what you named the file? Idiotic emails? That you might want to go back to? I, 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 I'm going through a process here of wondering why I thought this was worth saving. Oh. That's garbage. Hmm. Okay, oh, I, I want to know why you still have it. Do you no longer get rid of everything you have? Like, you used to at the end of the year. Mm. That's it. You just you got rid of whatever it was you never got to. It just went away. So if it's, if it's what I deem as timeless, I keep it. Like, the color of a tennis ball. I think I've had that for six months. Okay, I thought you even got rid of everything. If it's timeless, I'll keep it. I'm just wondering why I kept some of this crap. Oh. <laughs> good idea in the moment. Yeah, it looks good. Mm. <laughs> now it doesn't, but it, it still might later. Got to kill an hour. So you keep it still. Uh Oh, here you go, Dawn. 
A small town in New Hampshire is up in arms over a new business. This is a current story. This okay. was from last week. <laughs> How long ago? <laughs> People who live nearby are worried that the clients will be dangerous. The owner is a licensed therapist and says that's not what it is. More than 500 people have signed an online petition to get the business shut down. The owner says that people tend to fear things they don't understand. But the folks in her community are generally smart, reasonable, and understanding, so she thinks the outrage will die down. It is the diaper spa, where clients wear diapers and pretend to be babies. Oh, Okay. She claims it's for people to get targeted therapy and workout issues from their childhood, but some of the services on her site are presented in a quote-unquote fun way. There's one called the Nursery Spa Care, which is described as a spa-like nursery experience for the little one inside of you. There's also a virtual play date for $200 where you get to do a Zoom call with a therapist, and for $1,500 you can book a one-night diaper B&B that comes with, quote, top-notch care and pampering services. This is a veiled sexual type of fetish type of resort that that people with this type of fetish will go to. And they're framing it under therapy, just like full-body massage therapy. We all know that what those massage therapists really are doing, especially if they're they're branding it that way. So you see this as a sex thing? Yes. Oh. Like, people have, like, this fantasy. At first, when you said they're dealing with their... their uh, their childish issues, you know, the 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 uh, the child inside yeah. of them. They're dealing with all that, trying to process that. Yeah, that sounded fine to me. But a B and Airbnb, like a B and B type of situation where you go stay the night and you get top notch services. What are you doing? You're getting your diaper changed because that's where you get oh. your rocks off. Yeah, that was what I was about to ask. Oh. Do they change the diaper for you? Because. I mean, if I'm going to be wearing a diaper, I'd expect somebody to be changing it. Well, if this is a fully immersive experience where you're going in there dressed up like a baby, then yes, because you're a baby. You can't change your own diaper. And if you want to fantasize like you're this child, then you're going to get that kind of treatment. So when they change the diaper, does something else happen? Uh, no, it's, I don't know. I I'm, I've, uh, I just know that this type of thing know, exists. Oh, well, it's chocolatey too I, down there, and it'd be messy. Oh, I, come see, on! I don't know the, the the ins and outs of this particular fetish. I just know it exists, and it's always bothered me. And wait, just, wait, wait! The diaper thing has bothered you? All of it, like the 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 whole role playing of I'm going to be a little baby. I need to be changed. Uh, I need to be treated, coddled. Yeah. You know, and the, the, because the, on the other end of it, there's some adult quote, quote, that's treating this, like this grown person as a baby, like they want to have that experience of having a young child in their, in their arms or whatever, you know, it's it's, it's creepy. It's pedophilia to me. Yes. It's, it's, it's to that to me. Like, uh, this is creepy. It's creepy. That is creepy. Let's just say we're going to give it to them. It's a, it's a non-sex one and this is for their therapy. I, I, I think that if I sat and thought about it longer, this could really enrage me on bad therapists that come up with things to go ahead and give in to people's things that they that are into that maybe they should help them get out of, but instead they use it as, oh, here's what you need to do to heal. You need to come and sit in a diaper, and I'm going to change your diaper, and you're going to goo-goo-ga-ga. Like, uh, no, uh-uh. I, 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 oh, my God. That just all sounds so disturbing. If it's on the up and up, they're doing everything legal. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to recommend anyone to go, but I would find it disturbing that it's in my town. 
Do we know what's on the menu for that bed and breakfast? Like, do you get a warm bottle of milk or do you get a baby bed- food bed- or any of those wait. little wafer crackers that the baby snack on? Is it a bed and breakfast? Um, they, I they, missed that part. Yeah, they had like Whoa. this one night what? bed and breakfast package for so, packages. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. For I was already just too disturbed. $100, you can book a one night oh. diaper B&B um, that yeah. comes with, quote, top notch care and pampering I'm services. I'm Brandon. This is a front for some weird sex place. $1,500 for one night. And You're... if, I, yeah, if yeah. I was a cop and a detective, I this is what I would be definitely in there looking for all the pedophiles. God. 100%. I would do a sting. Ugh. I'd be out there researching this place. It's so crazy. Creepy. Oh, at 100%. Yeah. It is like pedophilic. Yeah. Is that even a word? It, it is. It's like that yeah. type of, it's encouraging that type of mentality. It, but if it's I, all, only adults in there. I, I, when adults want to play like kids yeah. to do some, to uh, get turned on. Reenact that, that stuff. That's disturbing. Oh, yes. That is disturbing. And I would run that out of my town. Totally. I wrong. usually am like a live and let live, do your business. I just won't go to it. That is that that is behavior you don't want in your town. So you don't the, wanna um yeah, nurture that. The owner says people tend to fear anything they fail to comprehend. I'm literally oh, doing this on the fly of here. Of course, that's what they say to us to make um, us wrong and not them wrong, so they can make their sick ways right. Dr. That's what they do. Colleen Ann Murphy, the spa's owner, offers a range of services that include virtual play dates at two hundred dollars an hour, as well as fifteen hundred dollar all day diaper B and B experiences that promises rejuvenating pampering for the little one inside of you. Oh my no. god. No rejuvenating pampering. No, no takers, okay? No. Yeah, that no. that does sound like Oh sex my work. god. Okay, oh my god, the mm-hmm. more you go on, I would be with these people in this town. Uh, Hell to the no. Fire torches, go. Get out. I believe this is torches and fire torches. <laughs> that seemed a little much. That it seems is. like vandalism. I went too far as per usual. Uh, I think this is the doctor here. This led me to find a community of people who had varied needs to wear diapers, whether they were physical or emotional. Such as vets wounded in combat with no. incontinence. No, you don't need to know. People this. with progressive and congenital musculoskeletal com- conditions. No, are- and victims of trauma and oh. abuse. The void of care was there. And I sought a meaningful way. Well, what of that? What of no, I'll tell you what, what of a what of a vet who 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 is incontinent? Yeah, there's other therapies for them out there. They don't need this. There are already other therapies for them to choose. Don't act like you're coming in as their savior and then pulling our heartstrings with your little story that you see what they do mm-hmm. to try and make us think this garbage is right. Ugh. Do we know how well this business is doing? Are they paying like a bunch of business taxes and helping the community out? Is, is it popular? Like how long is the booking time? Too? I don't even care if it employed the town. Get out. Oh my God! Yeah, let's see the books. The diaper spa's debut has stoked fear and concern among residents of Atkinson, a town of about seven thousand people. Uh, just opened, Kyle. It looks like so they're okay. they're they're just they're just getting established. Gotcha. Who's gonna say they go? Hey, what have you been doing for? Th- oh, I got a great therapist. <laughs> Who is going to promote this? And no one is going to say this out loud. The person who promotes it for somebody else, like, oh, I just found this great therapist. Here's their business card, and it's a binky. (laughs) And you're going to need some diapers. Bring them along to your appointment.
It's for the little one inside oh you. Oh, my God. I'll do some research. Meanwhile, we'll play the pressure cooker right now. We've got a one-month membership for you to Rad TV at members.radradio.com, and you'll be qualified to win one of 10 pair of top-tier tickets to see Sticks at the Hard Rock Live, including one winner snagging upfront tickets to the show on February 27th. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. You don't. I think it's our daily trivia game. I don't know. I'm out of order. I couldn't care less. We play every single day, but yeah. we don't get a winner every single we day. We sure don't. There you go. Phone uh, number's 888. None of that matters unless you're caller 18 right now. You can do it. Phone number's 888-989-9811. Caller 18. Plays the pressure. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.